Coming up on the Santana Moss Show podcast, H-T-T. Jimmy, Jimmy, give me one more chance. Jimmy, Jimmy, give me one more chance. (laughs) Rookie quarterbacks, they're all the rage. What are you going to do? Forget about it. They say Fitz or Winston. Who should get the nod? I'd say Fitz. (laughs) Plus, Tanner and I look ahead to the week that is in football. How in the heck you, man, I don't understand what you want from me. Whoa. Can I I tackle? Tanner, relax, man. Your pressure high. You're trying to sack the quarterback, man. Man, save it for the show. The Santana Moss Show podcast starts now. Good God. It's the Santana Moss Show. Former through your ball game. Number 89. Hustle all the time. Travis on the right. Hot mic on the left. Every single week, it's a lyrical fact. Hail Santana! Hail to the Redskins! You know, this show is always off the hook. Travis Thomas, Santana Moss. Yes, sir! But it's even more in fuego. With a Redskins win. We're going to call this thing Victory Tuesday. You know, everybody say Victory Monday. It's Victory Tuesday. (laughs) I love it, Tana. A straight beatdown of the Packers. They dominate them. Offense, defense, special teams. Hell, even Gruden coached his ass off. I even saw some Redskins fans there for once. Great team win. Woo! Great team win. And then you got to think about it. The conditions. Coming to the game, I was asked the whole time. I was in the parking lot doing yeah. the tailgate thing. Parking lot pimping. Parking lot pimping. Mm-hmm. Just had got in from Miami. Went straight to the parking lot and enjoyed JP and his podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, get up and the whole NBC crew for the little tailgating party. And everyone asked me, what you expect the outcome to be today? You know, how would this offense attack these Green Bay Packers? And I'm saying, ground and pound. Yeah. Ground and pound. We watched the first couple of plays, and we went out there, first play of the game, a pass. Yep. Second play, a run. The third play, bombs over Baghdad. Yep. So it was just the opposite of what I expected. But later on throughout that game, you saw a heavy dose of AP, and that's Ooh. something that I'm hoping to see a lot more of this year. To me, before the Packers game, it felt like this team had a identity crisis. Week one, they dominated the Cardinals. Now we know the Cardinals absolutely suck. Okay, let's just call that for what it is. Then the Colts come in. I feel like the Skins, I don't want to say slept on the Colts, but I think the Skins thought highly of themselves. I thought they were smelling themselves. Colts came in, gave them some humble pie, right? It almost, to me, felt like, are we a run team? Is this Alex Smith's team? What are we really doing? We don't know week to week. For me, the Green Bay game felt like, okay, this is who we are. We're going to run it down your throat. The defense seems like the strength of this team to me. I think right now, early in this season, you can give credit to the defense in saying that they're the only side that really has their identity, their true identity. In the interior of that D-line, we're going to bring a different kind of force to you right now. Everyone is expecting Kerrigan and P. Smith to be the guys to go out there and put the pressure on the quarterbacks. But right now, thus far in the season, you have Ioannidis, you have Jay Allen, and Payne got his first sack. So those guys have been the wrecking crew right now, which we expected, which we wanted to be the most improved spot on our D-line. We wanted that interior to be where they're at right now. The one thing is that I give a lot of credit to the defense. If you can go out there and play the way they've been playing and stopping guys and low scoring on the opposite side and you haven't heard the other two names that I just mentioned, right. then we had a good state because if you can do that right now early, wait till these guys lock in and say, okay, now you're pushing these quarterbacks to the outside or you're making them escape that pocket. Now it's time for me to get my sack. So I'm loving what I'm seeing on the defensive side because right now the guys that we wanted to be the force and wanted to be the difference makers 
because they're stepping up early and often. By the way, if this is the identity of the Redskins, then that makes for a better Alex Smith. Am I right? Yeah. Because everywhere he's had success in his career, that's been his M.O. Yeah. Good defense, strong running game, and Alex Smith is a guy who won't crash the car. Personally, I think he's better than a game manager. I think that sort of has a negative connotation, even though it's not a bad thing. I think when people say it, there's a negativity like, ah, oh, game manager, he, he doesn't do anything. Alex Smith's better than that. But am I wrong? Like, it, this is his formula for success, correct? Good defense, strong running game. One of the things I give credit to guys like Alex Smith is how they conduct the offense, you know. Right. A great conductor. You know, you think about Chad Pennington. You think about— That was your um, man. You think about Collins. These are the quarterbacks I play with, conductors, you know. Oh. You think about guys that can get the ball from the inch yard line backed up and take it all the way down the field. Alex Smith is that and a little better, you know. Even a Kirk Cousins, a great conductor. You he might not yeah. get nothing explosive out of him all the time, but when acts upon, he might hit you down the field with that bomb here and there. Alex Smith is that guy. He's that guy that he's going to dink and dunk you when allowed, but if you bring those guys up, or even if you don't bring those guys up, he can hit you deep. So just seeing what we've seen thus far in the season with the defense playing as well as they've been playing, we and moaned the whole week last week talking about we haven't seen the receivers get into the act. We and still ain't seen we it. We haven't. You're right. But guess what we do? Bombs over Baghdad, you know, early in the first drive of the game and shows you that, hey, not so fast. We're going to make sure that we let you know that we have this in our back pocket when we want to use it. And I think that what allowed us to be so efficient on offense because we showed the Packers earlier that if you caught sleeping back here, we could hit you deep. And they did that in the first quarter, the first drive of the game. And that backed the Packers up. And then that allowed us to use AP and use all the other guys. We've seen a lot of Jay Reed, which we want to see more of Jay Reed. That allowed us to have Alex Smith out there not having to do so much because we was heavy in the run game. We was heavy with the guys underneath. And we hit you earlier deep. So made you know that, hey, you have to back up and give us some respect in this area. I'm feeling you. I like that we took a shot here or there. But I'm still not getting enough from these wide receivers, Tanner. What the hell's going on? I just feel like right now we're two and one. And if you can win games without these guys, why force the issue? Trust me, I'm a guy that wants the ball. I also been that guy that I wasn't like the other divas of my position because, you know, they call us divas. Most of the receivers are called divas because we the crybabies of the crew. We the one that cry for the ball, which we shouldn't have to because right now the way the game has transitioned, it's a pass-happy game. It, yeah. They want to throw the ball up and down the field. You see guys getting outrageous attempts these days. I wish I could get half of those attempts that some of these guys are getting throughout my career. But um, we was always known to be divas, and I was the guy that wanted not to be a diva because I understood the game. I understood when it was a perfect time or the right time to find my way to get the play that I wanted. I never wanted to be on a play where we're going to count on me and everyone knows it's coming to me. I wanted right. to be that guy that said, hey, we're going to love you asleep, and then boom, 89 going to hit you. Or, matter of fact, you saw it, what 89 did last week. Game plan around him to stop him, and then boom, we're going to still find a way to hit you. I never wanted to be the guy to come out and we're going to feed me all day and make sure that you're just keying on me. So I'm okay with running the ball. I'm okay with finding that one or two plays when to find me, but please find me. I'm not in a hurry to see these guys be the guys that I want them to be as long as we win in games. If we winning, I'm okay with it. When we're not winning, then I'm not okay with you not getting those attempts to those guys.
I was happy to see Vernon Davis get involved for one. I feel like if we're going to be a run-the-ball-first type of offense, we should see the two tight end sets, and you should see some. Obviously, you're going to go to Reed, but you should see some Vernon Davis as well. I think that'll open things up as well for the wide receivers. All right, Tan, I want to ask you this. Bye week now, what do you think Jay Gruden's message is to the guys during the bye week? And is this bye week too early? Oh, man. It's early, isn't it? I've been asked this so much to where I don't <laughs> even know the, the proper answer to give you. It's too early, but oh well, we have to take it. And we have to take advantage of we it. We got guys banged up, too. Sometimes things happen in your favor and you don't know why. <laughs> you don't know why. Two weeks ago, we were sitting there saying, this bye week is going to be too early. Why are we getting a bye week? And then you say, Trent has to have a little right. cleanup. You have Moses down with concussion protocol. Yep. You have Sheriff feeling a little something. You have Sean, he was down last week, didn't even get a chance to play. When you look at it from that aspect of it, you say, hey, this bye week came in the right time. It was perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just hoping that all those guys can find a way to get that clean build of health so this last stretch, which is going to be a long one, 13 weeks straight, they have to go out there and be ready to play some good football. So let's take advantage of this bye week. Yes, it's early, but as a coach, going into a bye week like this, knowing that you have so much ahead of you, you get a chance to watch some good football play this weekend on your bye week. But if I'm the head coach, if I'm a coach, period, coaching my core, I'm telling those guys, hey, let's get healthy. Anything that's bothering you, let's make sure we take advantage of it. Let's get away for a week. Wherever you may go, whether it's just being in your house the whole time up here or going back to your hometown or getting away and, you know, going to have a nice vacation with your family. But for the most part, let's know what we have at state. Let's take in consideration that this is going to be a long season, but it's up to you to what your season is going to be like. Let's not look for fun right now. Let's get to business. Let's stick to business. And I'm not going to beat you up this week through practice, but go right. out there and take advantage of this off time and study. Study yeah. up on your opponents, all the guys you have next. Still work. Yeah, still mm-hmm. put that work in. And if you're feeling better than most of these other guys, go out there and stay in shape. Keep that shape. Make sure you do the workouts because they give us a sheet of workouts for this off week. And make sure you stay in your program. Whatever makes you you on Sundays, keep that thing going. Don't take this as an off week. That's the best thing you can tell the players because sometimes even the best of us need that coaching or that guy over to let us know that this is not a time for us to go sleep and say, hey, let's just take this week off. No doubt. All right, Tanner, let's go around the rest of the NFL. Rapid fire style. We'll start with Jimmy Garoppolo. His season is over. Torn ACL, Tanner. Thoughts? It's football. You know, everyone is talking about, well, you know, I heard the opponent saying that, hey, it's his fault. That he went out there and took that ace. No, it's no one's fault, man. You're playing the game. That knee was going regardless. We, we understand. I understand the game to this aspect of it. If something's going to happen, it's going to happen. No doubt. Regardless of if we're trying to protect these guys more or not, if you're going to get hurt, it's going to happen. So play the game without thinking. You can't go out there thinking about injuries. You can't go out there thinking about whether this play is going to be made or not. You have to play the game. I think Jimmy went out there trying to make a play. At the end of the day, yeah. it's hard to get yards in this league. It's hard to get ahead. So he went out there and tried to do the best he could do to help his team. And unfortunately, he went out, you know, with an ACL. Tana, I'm going to say some names. Darnold, Rose and Mayfield, Josh Allen. All these guys are young Thundercats, rookies getting their starts in the NFL. It's a lot of rookie quarterbacks, Tana. You know what? We asked that question coming into the season. <laughs> when will these guys get their nod? When yep. will these guys get a chance to play? Surprisingly, it's week three and we're going to week <laughs> four now. And all these guys are going to be starters. So the only probably yeah. starter is not going to be a starter is the guy over there in Baltimore. And we understand why. Flacco is playing lights out. And those guys have a pretty good record. Is it their time? Yes, it's their time. Most of them had a chance to sit back and watch the guy in front of them. Did the guy in front of them get the job done? Uh, no. 
Unfortunately not. And now they have a chance to get out there and get the job done. So it's going to be one of those weekends that we really watch these rookies and see who's going to be the guy that we say that's going to be that guy in the future. Years from now when the smoke clears in the future, who do you like in that group? Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield, Josh Allen. Got to throw Lamar Jackson in there as well. From It's so early, man, you never know. I can say just from what I saw from last week, you can say um, Allen and, mm. and Mayfield right now. Really? They're leading the pack. You know, okay. just from what their performances was right. last week. But like I said, it's an up and down thing. Long season. Yeah. Once teams get a chance to really, you know, scheme for them. <laughs> and the be, truth will come out, right? It can be a different story. So okay. it's too early for me to decide right now. I just hope these guys can really go out there and be something for their team. Because you hate to see these teams throw them out there and it'd be a long season for the team and them as well. Well, hell, the rules are set up for these guys to succeed anyway. I think they all will. I like Darnold. He's got yeah. a big arm, big kid. He's in New York. It's a big market for him. And I just feel like with Brady starting to look human now, at some point he's going to retire. That division could be had for sure. We're seeing it now. I mean, the Dolphins are undefeated, believe it or not. All right. Is Fitzmagic over Tana? We saw him lose on Monday Night Football to the Steelers, albeit it was a good game. He threw some costly picks. Do you think... When Jameis comes back from suspension, it is his job, or do you think Fitzpatrick will still be in there? I have a soft spot in my heart when it comes to talking about quarterbacks and at the state that Fitz is at in his career and having a young guy like Jameis Winston coming off of this four-game suspension and knowing what caused him to be on suspension. Do he deserve a chance to have his team back or have his position back? Right. My answer would be that no. I don't think he deserves it. I think he should get a chance at having it, but I don't think he deserves it. One, because I feel that everyone says, okay, Jameis, you're the franchise player. You're the face of the team. So with that, it's something that's expected out of Jameson. You have to understand that with being the franchise guy, the face of the team, the face of this organization, you have to be that guy on the field and off the field. Mm-hmm. When I look at guys like Drew Brees, Peyton Manning when he played, you know, Eli Manning's, you name it, Rivers, Brady. These guys are all franchise guys of the team. They're the face of the team. You don't hear the crap that Jameis got himself into off the field with these guys. So due to the fact that you're a quarterback and it's a lot more expected of you than just being the quarterback, you have to understand that it's hard as crap to escape problems or situations in the offseason, right. off the field. It's hard. But don't bring them problems to yourself. So when something comes to you, Hey, if it comes to you, then we can accept that and say, hey, that just happened. But when you're the guy that went out there and got yourself in that trouble. It's a pattern of it, too, from college on. We can't give you that nod. So I do believe that he should have a chance. But right now, Fitz has the hot hand. And regardless of what we saw Monday night, people are going to ask you, is the first half Fitz is the true Fitz or the second half? I think both halves is what Fitz's makeup is. I think he's a guy, he's a veteran quarterback that's been in those situations that know how to climb out of tough spots. He's been in tough spots all his life, all his career. He's been all over this league when it comes to teams. Right. And he showed you Monday night that even throwing three interceptions early in the game, I can find a way to bring my team back as long as my defense behind me. You know, we can come back and, you know, have a chance to fight and win a game. I haven't seen that from Winston yet. Right. I haven't seen him in any of those opportunities where he has a chance to show me that, hey, you know, yeah, you're not playing as well, but – fight back and so even though that he had missed these four games I'm waiting to see him play up to that level as a Fritz right now I think it's over for Jameis Winston at least in Tampa I mean to me he's a free agent at the end of the season a so are you really gonna pony up and pay that guy I wouldn't if I was that franchise and b look Fitz 
He threw for 400 yards, and they almost won the game, for God's sake. So it's not like the production dropped off a cliff. So to me, I think he's going to be the guy the rest of the season. i got to be honest with you. Unless he plays so bad that you have no choice to go to Jameis. But even then, it could be too little, too late. All right, Tana, looking ahead to this week's games, give me one marquee matchup you like. Saints-Giants. Oh, I say this because, in the Meadowlands. Yeah, in the Meadowlands. I say this because, one, you know, when I'm watching games, I'm watching what our opponents is going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So as a Redskin, Giants in our division, we got to see these guys twice. Mm-hmm. Giants are one of the teams that we haven't found a clue to how to beat these guys. Regardless of how bad they are, they find a way to beat us. I want to always watch them. After I buy it, we'll be going into the Superdome. Right. In the Nolans. 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 And playing the Saints. Drew Brees has been unbelievable. Throughout <laughs> he his always career. is, yes. All his career, he's been unbelievable. They keep adding guys to what he can do right. best. And you have Kamara coming out of the backfield. You have Ingram that's coming back from off of his little suspension. You got a guy out there in Thomas that's been catching everything that's thrown his way, 10 balls plus a week. So I want to see these two guys go head-to-head. Giants has been known to have a great defense. They play in the Meadowlands. They got a little win on their back, so they might have a little confidence coming to this game. Yeah. I want to see how both of these guys look. I, one, I want to see how these guys stop Drew Brees because we're going to have to take notes and know what it's going to take to go into Nolans and, and be able to stop this guy. But that's one of the games that will always be high on my list because it's a team in our Division One, and right. it's a team that we have to play next. Yeah, no doubt. It's a little scouting report for both ways, really. To me, the Saints on the road are always a different team than they are at home in that dome. And I know last week they played the Falcons in Atlanta, but that's a dome and it's a divisional opponent. You're more familiar with them. I am interested to see them go into the Meadowlands and play the Giants, as you said, kind of riding high off of their first win of the season against the Texans. For me, I'm done betting against the Saints. I did that last week. I picked the Falcons. (laughs) I'm just done. I'm not touching that game. I'll tell you where I'm going, though, Tana. I'm going with the Thursday nighter, Vikings at the Rams. I believe the Vikings lost to Buffalo because they completely overlooked Buffalo. They didn't even play. Dalvin Cook didn't play. They didn't play some of their guys. I think that was a trap game, pure definition of it, because they were looking ahead to the Rams. Tan, I'm going to say it right now. I'm out on the Falcons. I think this will be the Vikings and the Rams is a preview of the NFC title game. Hmm. I really believe that. Now, it's just a matter of will it be in L.A. or will it be in Minnesota? But that's the game I'm watching. And you know what? It's a you-know-what or get off the pot for Kirk Cousins. Make it or break it. They brought him there to beat the Packers, which he tied his first game against, okay? Mm -hmm. And then to win games like this, and (laughs) Redskins fans are laughing right now, in prime time on the big stage, which for us, he didn't do Jack Schneikes. But we'll see what he does with the Vikings. So that's a game I'm looking it's at. It's a tough one for Kirk because you got to understand, coming off of last week's performance, man, he, he's in a tough spot. And knowing what the Vikings are normally known for, the defense. Right. You know, they say, hey, Kirk, you can go out there and give us 10 to 14 points and we should be able to do our part. No doubt. But it seemed like he wanted to do a little more. So it's a tough spot. The Rams are fire hot. Oh, my God. Those guys have weapons on top of weapons on top of weapons. Then defensively alone, the one thing I can say about the Rams, though, coming into this Thursday night game, both of their star corners are down. Yes. So we're not sure of if these guys are going to be able to play this week. So he might have a good chance to go out there and, and flick it around to his guys You know, Maybe. a lot more than what we expected. That front seven is still nasty, though, for front the Rams. Front seven is still chopping at the bits. And I'll say this too, Tana. L.A. is such a fickle town. It's a Laker-Dodger town. 
because the Rams and the Chargers are kicking ass. And when you look at their games on TV, there's no one in the stands. Doesn't that sound familiar? But for me, <laughs> ah, shots fired. Book, book, Booyaka shot. Speaking of which, that feels like a perfect segue into taking L's with Santana Moss. You have the floor, my friend. Taking L's, my man. Well, check it out. You know how we do with these taking L's. It's always me or you. But lately, yeah. it's been around the league. <laughs> I think in the National Football League, every pass rusher or anybody that have a chance of sacking a quarterback right now, this year is going to be an L for you. Taking an L. And I say this because we don't know how to sack a quarterback right now. <laughs> you know, I heard a guy say, maybe we have to do like the Matrix. We have to tackle them and then find a way to get <laughs> off of those guys on the way down. Von Miller said that what he is, he's a finesser. He finds a way to get after the ball and the quarterback at the same time. What is the way we can find a way to get these guys what they're due. I feel that some of these contracts that's given to these guys, all these guys are top dollar right now. They're the highest paid in the league, 100 million this, 100 million that. And now you're just taking something away from them that basically give them that chance to get those checks. Poor Clay Matthews, uh. you know, even though he was on the opposite side this weekend of our skins, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Three this year already. Yep. I think to me, watching him in the Minnesota game, that was the softest way you can take a quarterback down. They threw a flag on him. Our game, he hit Alex Smith. He moved his head out the way, form tackled him. Yes, he fell on top of him, but it was how, a natural. What other way can he do it? Right. I just feel like this year alone, until they find a way to really be reasonable with this rule, it's going to be a lot of L's taken by these pass rushers. <sighs> Look, man, you played the game at the highest of levels. Be real. Is this hurting football? It's two sides to the story. The first side is that the ratings are skyrocketing out of the roof yeah. because all these guys that we made these rules for, which is the quarterback, they're throwing for the 400, 500 something yards a game. <laughs> right. you, you see the numbers are out there off the charts, Patrick. Yeah. Mahomes, you have Breeze, you have all these guys. You have Ben Roxburgh, he's mm-hmm. every week 400 something plus yards. And it's because these guys don't want to do nothing, no harm to the quarterbacks, which I understand. That's what the league is saying. We don't want our prize possession hurt because they keep the ratings up. They keep the viewers watching. And we want to make yeah. sure that every team has their luxury. One of the things that you pride yourself as a man, you like toys. When you get a couple of chains, you want to say, I want to go out there and buy that dream car that I wanted all my mm-hmm. life. To every team, the quarterback is that dream car. You don't want to mess up that Ferrari. You don't want to mess up that Rolls Royce. You don't want to mess up that Bentley. So they are all the Bentleys to this league, Rolls Royces to this league. And the league has said, hey, we're going to do everything that we can to protect these guys. So when you see these rules being put in place, it's no wonder why the ratings are going up because of the big plays. And there's already been rules put into effect that you can't hit the receivers the way they used to be hit coming yeah. across the middle if they're defenseless. So that's one of the things I think that's the reason why. And would it hurt a lot of these pass rushers? Yes. I think most of the guys are getting these big paydays because of what they do to the quarterbacks. Double-digit sacks. Even if you don't get the sack, you get a chance to hit these guys and just let them know. Try to put a little fear in their heart and say, hey, I'm coming. Can't do that no more. I think it's going to be something that we have to keep a close eye on because I'm not sure how it's going to end when it comes to how the season is going to pan out when it comes to some of the deciding moments. Green Bay Packers alone, two games in a row, I think they had a chance to climb back into the game with both of those sacks by Clay Matthews, and it was penalties on them, and that cost them a chance of winning both of those games. You know, we don't know what the outcome would have been in either game, but if those sacks was awarded to him, that would have been two moments 
two clutch plays in games that would have gave his team a chance to fight back and get back into those games. So I really think it's hurting teams. Not sure what it's going to do down the road when it comes to hurting all the teams, all the league. What you call it when you make a little extra toy change? You say it's a little chump change. You want to get a little toy. A little toy, little toy change. Hey, well, look here, man. I'm making bus change. So how do I make the <laughs> – how can I get a toy? Because a brother on the bus. Matter of fact, it might be if you subscribe, Spotify, iTunes, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Maybe you can help us out wherever great podcasts are available. That's where you'll find the Santana Moss Show podcast. And we out. Baby! Woo! It's a Sam Salama show. Home of Blue Ball Number 89. Hustle all the time. Travis on the right. Hot mic on the left. Every single week is a lyrical film.